AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Alright, uh, it's episode 20, season 12 of the Fighting God podcast. We've got the son that giant haystacks never wanted, Big John Bass. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. yeah. Well, how's being massive? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, same as it always is, I guess. Just, you know, walking around, having moons in my gravitational pull. Getting, people, getting in people's way. Yeah, just getting in people's way. That is the worst thing about, you know, there's like a, a big thing about like women want tall men and men look up to talk it's there's some good sides to it but it's quite annoying like if you know if you're ever somewhere busy just imagine that there were two of you that's what it's like <laughs> it's so it's so annoying on the tube it's so annoying anywhere busy John, have you, just bump what, into you. what's your cock to body ratio is it is it fair um it would be like the equivalent of a fucking sherman tank and instead of that big cannon just a little pin like a little tack <laughs> that's, that's it that's my dick on just on the top of my body. And David Alfie Ward has uh, one massive ball. Exactly. It is massive. It well. is. Are you still yeah, dealing with that, Dave? It's, it's just, it's there. It's for the rest of my life. Do you know it's been giving me some pain lately and I might go to the doctor Ooh. about oh, it. Oh, come on. Don't yeah. say, don't, why did you bring that? Because that, now we can't make jokes well, you, out. Bro, you brought in my ball and I'm like, do you know what? Actually, we're, I'm, in a, I'm in a forum here with two of my to my boys and I could be honest about it. It's not like no one else is listening. Yeah, we're supposed to have a bit of a laugh. Having... You, you're so, saying there's pain in it. You better go and get that checked out. Everyone out there, check their prostate quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, right that's, well, the prostate is not the same thing, is it? I don't know. What, why are you telling yeah. people to finger their arseholes? It's more, more or less about... the same, Dave. It's like the ball, the arsehole, it's all, all connected. 
So uh, check it all. Check it all. Uh, check check it your all. prostate. Check, check it all. Uh, just a just a quick one. Uh, the Fighting Cock Xmas or Christmas jumpers are back. Uh, you can find some of them right now by going to thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got Xmas jumpers there. Brilliant. Like, like buy them because it's fucking Christmas, isn't it? Uh, we design more as we speak. Uh, at the moment, there's, there's some of the ones from last year, but we've got about four or five coming out so you can get hold of them. And uh, going forward, we're going to be a merch engine. We're going to make as much money as fucking possible. Like, buy great merch and support the fighting cock. You can do that throughout the rest of forever because it's always going to be there. Thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Um, boys, isn't it uh, mental that we uh, that a single win in the Premier League can change your mood completely? Because after the Forest, I was like, fuck this. Fuck the club. Fuck everything. I'm not, I'm not having it anymore. I'm done with it. Dave, how good is it just to win a game in the Premier League? It, it feels really good. I think it, it feels even better because it looked like for so many parts of that game, we wasn't going to win it. So then you start at 3-2, I thought, that's it. That, we're done. And so I'm there in a stadium and I brought this American guy because he works for the US Air Force because, you know, he, he works with planes. So I, just, I brought him with me. Yeah, you love planes. And I love planes. And he, he was like, I work for the US Air Force. I was like, I'll get you anything you want. And he said, Tottenham tickets. He's grooming, <laughs> grooming someone from the US Air Force to get, get away once out. The, the plane nonce knows no bounds. That's some, fucking, told me could, that's some self-respect. I have no self-respect. He told me he could get me near an F-15. And I was like, whatever you want, man. <laughs> you know, whatever. And he was like, just take me to Tottenham. I, I, I've chose Tottenham to sport. So I took this guy at 3-2. I'm like, yeah. And I, you start to think like, okay, we've lost and then you try and like reason with it you're like well at least you know we've got the break now and we'll be like we'll be fourth still and and then we win we come back we score two goals in in three minutes and you're like beautiful yeah i fucking love this club and yeah. this is you know and it just it just changes your mood and you could tell like spurs white lane has been a bit toxic uh, uh, lately to say the least and just the, the, that mood lift of everyone going all right okay we've got through that we got through it. We've got the three points. Let's have the break. And it was just like completely different atmosphere. It's like, it's like you know, when you have an um, <clears throat> international break and you don't want to lose that game because it's two weeks before you play next time. Now there's six weeks before we play another game and, and uh, we, we managed to win, John. And it was just like a, like a very sort of satisfying feeling once the final whistle went. And as much as like, there were moments where we found like we, we could possibly lose this game and that we weren't on top and they, they, they pegged us back, I, I didn't feel like it was really in doubt. It kind of felt the most comfortable four-three win that I've ever experienced. Yeah, it was, um, it was exactly what we needed. I mean, you touched on it there about you know normally like when you go into international break and people kind of know it's coming and you, it's a bit of a a good way to go into that break. I think people have been saying for a good few weeks now. You know, we just need to get to the World Cup, especially for us, right? I think we all know that we've got a lot of important players for their international teams and. You know, momentum's been a bit of an issue for us. It's been a bit stutter in terms of second half Tottenham Hotspur and all this kind of narrative that's going around it. And I think this is exactly what we were hoping for, is that we'd just go into the World Cup off the back of a, not just a win, but like a, a good performance. And I think actually we saw 
a really good attack. It loads of goals, which is what I'm all about. I, I'm all for four threes, by the way. Like, bring them on, and more more of them, please. <laughs> um, so I think that's exactly what we needed, just from a like feel good perspective, to go into the to the World Cup off the back of a win. Dave, you ever heard of uh, XG philosophy, a Twitter account? So it's just all it does is just throw up sort of mental XG stats that some people believe in and some people don't. I'm actually a proponent for XG. I really like it. But uh, I don't know if you've seen this. The XG, the most XG, which means the most, the goals that we should have scored based on our attacking prowess. prowess. Um, Arsenal have 29.6 goals thus far. Man City have 29 plus 16. And uh, Tottenham have 27.36. And this is, a, this is a Tottenham team that doesn't attack. If we can score... This is, there's also like the, a couple of like stats flying around. Like we've... Only Bayern Munich have scored more goals than Tottenham in Europe since Conte took over. Uh, since Conte took over, only Tottenham have scored the most goals in the Premier League. And this is a team, and this is something that gets like, uh, like thrown at us all the time, is that we're so defensive-minded and it's boring. But we're scoring goals for fun, Dave. But what, what, what do, you, do you take anything from that at all, or do you just think it's all a load of bollocks? No, I take I take a lot from that. I mean, I'm I, I'm selective of XG. When it works in my favour, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. And then when like Arsenal fans are throwing around XG, I'm like, it doesn't fucking count. Yeah, you're, you know, you know, like and, weirdos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're a weird. You're just working on stats. But with that, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's been tough. Listen, let's not let's not beat around the bush. It's not been tough the last few weeks with with Kulu out, Sun out, or off form, and and Richarlison out. Like it's been tough going forward. It just it's felt stagnant and just like stuck in the mud. But when we've got those players fit and firing, like the back end of last season, and you know some some points this season, I've never really bought into this narrative that the the, the pundits and other fans were well talking about boring to watch. It's basically Mourinho. It's basically it's not, you know, because there is obviously a plan there. And let's face it, at the beginning of the season we could be like, oh yeah, but at least we're hard to break down, and that's gone out the window now. Yeah. So we're like, well, well, you know, we're not we're not that hard to break down as it seems. So we better just start attacking. And like John's, it'd be four for every week, which isn't good for my uh, my heart. Like, it's it's not good. It's it's aging me. My my yeah. resting heart rate was like doubled, and it usually is. And I'm like, fuck. Well, you this got club, a Fitbit man. on. You got a Fitbit on. I, I got a, I got a, got an Apple Watch in it. Did you? Dave, did you did you gen- genuinely look at your heart rate during the game? Is it does it? Nah, in- I, no, 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 no. I'm ge- I'm generally curious because do, do you see like a dramatic rise in your heart rate when in, in these tight games? John, have you ever worn a Fitbit? I've got a I've got an Apple Watch. So have same, you as, che- same as Dave, have uh, you I, I have checked it watching football, and it definitely does go up. Mainly though, because I've had it on watching at home when I've jumped off my sofa, started shouting, and calling everyone a cunt. Yeah. Um, mm. that's when it tends to to go through the roof. Um, typically, but um, just on the the XG thing, uh, one thing I would say, um, so I wouldn't say I'm a uh, complete stats hater, and I wouldn't say I'm a, like a stats nonce. I'd probably say I'm like a creepy stats uncle. No, someone gets a bit too friendly at Christmas yeah. after a couple of sherry's. Um, Fingers so I, I kind of yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Have you? So for me, it's a case of like. I, I like XG as an idea, as a concept. Like, I think it's interesting to kind of see it, but fundamentally it comes down to actually the end result, which is goals and performances. I do think we haven't played 
particularly attractive football. Like scoring a lot of goals doesn't necessarily mean that it's like good to watch. I I, don't, I think you'd struggle to to find a Spurs fan who's like I, the, the style of football we play is amazing. Like it's really good football. The fact we're scoring a lot of goals though, I do think means that if we haven't played well and we're still scoring a lot of goals, and this was kind of what I was advocating for after the Liverpool performance, which the second half was really good. It's like if we can just get this together and find a way to find a balance of what Conte wants to control games and we're still putting up these sort of numbers, then it will be good to watch. Because we have seen moments, like in this game, where we just were blowing people away and like our attacking football is exciting. So I think basically it is there for us. It's just that we haven't quite seen the attacking football to go along with the goals. Dave, did you... I mean, we lost you for a second there, but um, did you... Have you checked your Apple Watch or your Fitbit during... Uh... No, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not purposely checked going into but, it. So the, the face that I've chosen... Always has my heart rate there, so right. it's just when I look at the time. But does it go up? It, it also, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It, so my resting heart rate is around sixty because I'm a you know picture of health, you know? <laughs> which is not. I'm, I'm surprised. Why are you that? laughing? No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I, I, would, I would say if you, if I had to guess about your resting heart rate, looking at you, I'd say sort of uh, high eighties. Yeah, no, it, I, I got it down to fifty five recently. I thought it was dying. Jeez, and um, and I, I, genuinely, I was like. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Like, Mine's not much better, to be fair. And, but obviously, the lower it is, the better it is. So about 60, 65. Good and it you. was a 133 watching Spurs in a day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> UK garage. UK garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what is going on here? But yeah, I, I you know, but John's right with the... I, I felt all season, though, it's never clicked. I was saying to me, me and Tony D become very good friends. And we were saying the other day, like, it's not, it's not clicked once. It's not clicked... And then, well, there was a game that for half of it made it, it looked like it had clicked, and, and and Tony was like, "It's clicked," and it obviously it hadn't. It was just a bit of fucking arthritis or something. But um, it it was just it it. But so you was what I was waiting for with Spurs is it's going to click like like John said, and it's going to just all come together, and and we're going to be amazing. Or we're going to get found out. And we're going to lose a few games on the trot, and quite convincingly lose them. I thought. I thought. It's either going to go one way or the other. It will click or we'll get spanked. And I wouldn't say we've been spanked, spanked. I mean... We've got, we've got been convincingly beat by teams that we... By teams, ...need yeah. to be competing with, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's because it hasn't clicked. And, you know, when, when, when the basics aren't working, we haven't really got much else to fall back on. And that needs to be addressed. It hasn't clicked, but we are uh, currently fourth in the league in Champions League places, last 16. And... Uh, we you know, perform well against Leeds. We're going to go into the oh. Leeds game as well. And uh, on the show this week, we're discussing who is better uh, of the two, Kulosevsky or Bentancourt, the treatment of Emerson Royale, bumming off Levy, and who is our pound-for-pound left-back since Danny Rose left, left Spurs. Uh, before we do that, we have to tell you about the, the fact that we're once again backed by the lovely folks from NordVPN. The Times, just this week, have included NordVPN as one of the best in- inventions in 2022. So we're not... Like often when, when people listen to podcasts, they think, oh, just, they're just selling this because they're paying the money. And like, oh, I mean, being honest, that's, that is the reason why we're talking about it right now. But, but it's a genuinely good product. And uh, the Times say, say so uh, themselves. For the price of a London pint, you can protect yourself from anyone trying to get into your computer. You can use it to pay for things like Netflix and YouTube Premium for much cheaper than you'll pay in the UK just fucking like log into a Venezuelan server, sign up to YouTube Premium or Netflix, and get and pay a pound a month as opposed to twelve pound a month or whatever whatever it is that you have to pay. And you know, in times where 
cost of living is significant and people still want to enjoy themselves and watch movies and whatnot, that you can use NordVPN to pay uh, much cheaper prices. Um, for all the dads out there who, uh, you know, the internet is locked down and you've got parental controls, you can't access the spicy websites, the gambling websites, the, the, all the best bits of the internet are not available to you because at one stage you chose to chose to blow your beans up some doesn't lovely matter. lady lovely lady <laughs> now you can't watch what you want to watch because of that uh you know you use nordvpn to get around those parental locks uh <laughs> do you know what i mean it's, just don't come in a bird just just yeah. or if you do use nordvpn you can grab yeah, your exclusive. These are, these are literally the only two options. I don't know if there's any other options out there. <laughs> well, I think NordVPN yeah. gives you, you can get your whole cake and eat it. Uh, so grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, including four months free if you pay for a year up front. It's completely risk free. Uh, you get a 30 day money back guarantee. So, uh, in, just. Um, Sorry, mate, just quickly. You know that, like, NordVPN, us doing the NordVPN reads in itself was almost becoming a meme now. Like, I saw someone the other day saying, the problem with Emerson Royale is a good defender, but when he goes forward, he needs to invest in NordVPN so he can help him cross better. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. If you're getting up to horrible stuff, if, you, if, if doing all the yeah. good stuff, like during the day, like eating a packed lunch, having a salad at lunch, or uh, getting back, giving your, kiss, uh, your, your missus a kiss on the face... Uh, you're doing all the good stuff up until the point where it's a business end where you're lying in bed and she wants you to um, make sweet love to her. You can't because uh, you've taken too many lines of gear or whatever it might be. Exactly. Is that, exactly. Yeah, that, was, that was a good analogy. Yeah. That, might, that worked in, 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 in some kind of way. That's coherent. <laughs> basically, no. NordVPN just does it all. Emerson it Royale all. Is, is the bloke who <laughs> takes his wife for a romantic meal but does it a line of gear in the toilet before going home. That's a, that, that's a, Emerson Royale. <laughs> I don't know. This is if, if, if Emerson Royale's dad had NordVPN, we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> right now. <is> <laughs> and I'm just saying, it would have saved us from all them terrible first touches and passes. So if you invest in NordVPN... Maybe Emerson would never exist. Yes, hundred percent. Listen, we can't guarantee that, but it's a possibility. Uh, we're going to come on to the the treatment of Emerson Real shortly, but uh, yeah, to 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 get involved with NordVPN and support the Fighting Cock, uh, it is a really really good product, and you're also helping the podcast. NordVPN.com forward slash the Fighting Cock. Um, we've got a question here from uh, Spurs family, um, and he says, "Can you name a better multi buy?" Then Bentancourt and Kulosevsky. John, like the pair of them are insane. Like I've, it's it's unreal. The, the fact that we've got them for both for sub fifty million, even sixty million, if you're like, including the add-ons, is unreal. Yeah, it's it, it. Looking back on it now, it's an absolute joke because. The, pro- the problem we've got, though, now is that it's just going to make it even harder to try and sign players because we're constantly going to look at that and just think, like, how do you actually get that value for money again? I, I thought we'd... I just don't think you... I think that was like a... I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but like a one-time opportunity to pull something out the bag where two kind of 
you know, fairly well rated but underperforming maybe talents playing for a big club where expectations are super high. They're nowhere near even the beginning of their journey to hitting their ceiling. And all the stars align, right? Paratici joins us. We've got Conte. We, we, we need to kind of sign some players who are, you know, of a, a certain level. All the stars aligned, basically, for us to be able to pull that off. And at first, I think people were like, oh, wow, Kulisevsky. You know, if you get one out of these two, that's amazing. And now, I think this season, it's not that um, Kulisevsky's, like, dropped off. He's obviously staying at a level which is incredible. It's that Benton Cole's just got better. He's, like, really, really has this year. I think everyone thought he was neat and tidy and just, like, solid, decent signing. But eventually, we'd need to upgrade him. Turning into, like, one of the best midfielders in the league. Like, genuinely a proper, proper player. So, yeah, mate, super exciting. I don't know how we um, follow that, really. Dave, who, who's the better signing, Bentancourt or Kulisevsky? <laughs> they're both... They're, they're both... Like, it, don't want to hear that. I want to hear your opinion. Remember... Do you remember when? Do you remember when John Lewis was like mis- made a mistake and they were selling air fryers for like five quid? And everyone went mad. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, air fryers, five quid!" And then, and then John Lewis was like, "Oh, we made a mistake. We've all sold out. <laughs> Fuck off, John Lewis. You said it was a fiver on the website." And that's what we did to Juventus. We went there and we went. You said it was a fiver on the website. Now give us the fucking Kulusevski, yeah? And they went, "No, no, no, no." And I went, "Fucking yeah." Did you get caught? Did you get caught up? Yeah, I, I ordered. I ordered one. I ordered one, and they said that they were out of stock, and I was fuming because I, I saw. I already saw it on eBay. They're like two hundred fifty quid, and I was like, Fiverr. I ordered one, you know, because you know, five is a lot of money. I could have done two, but I was like, let's not push the boat out. And then, um, and then I was Imagine like, two. already, I'm thinking, just Facebook Marketplace. Can't I'm even use two. Bang, bang. <laughs> Get this down, your teeth fell. Fuck off, yeah. And uh, and then that's exactly what we did. John Lewis, but then it's like Juventus turned around and gone, oh shit, actually those players, like you know, because there's part of me because obviously Kulu is not signed. One of them's not signed permanently yet, right? It's no, Pentancourt signed permanently, but uh, yeah, so Kulu hasn't. So there's a part of me that's like they're gonna John Lewis us in it, and they're gonna be like, ah, actually, there's a clause in that one, you know. Well, if, you, if thing, you know, if you're Juventus, you you surely have to be looking at every opportunity to get this geezer back. I know, I know they can't. I know Conte's come out on record saying that that. Um, that he's a Spurs player, it's just formalities and structure of the deal, and he, he, you know, it's only a matter of time. Same way with Romero from Atalanta. But Juventus have got to go. Can we get some lawyers on this? We get John. Like, can we get some lawyers? Like, can we stop? Because he, he, he's. It's just showed you how reliant, how reliant any team is on quality players. You can't lose a, a player as good as Kulusevski. And, and maintain the form and, and fluidity that we had before he got he was injured. He's come back into the side. Second half against Liverpool, we were sensational, really, really good. This game against Leeds, fantastic as well. I thought, like, you know, we had defensive frailties, which we, we are going to have with our back line. But but, but having c- c- that balance of, uh, of Richarlison, Kane and Kulisevsky and players that are playing in the correct position. Kulisevsky was unreal, absolutely unreal. Like, they've... We have pulled their pants down with both of those players. On. <laughs> yeah, they're worth, they're worth now mega, mega money. And particularly as like we got them still around sort of off the back of like COVID world where transfer fees had like gone down essentially. And so now like that's going away again. So like their value's like naturally gone up anyway because we're not in COVID conditions anymore. And also their performances are through the roof. I mean, Kulu normally 
players who are injured take a little bit of time to adjust. He's just come back in like an absolute machine. Mm. It's like he's not. It's like he's not been injured. He's just been. He was so so good in that game. Um, yeah, two two incredible signings. It, it's hard to decide which one. You know, the question was which which is the best signing, and it like it's it's very hard because they do very different roles. And, and and John hit the nail on the head when we last season and beginning of this season when we I've always liked Ben I've never hated him because I I thought he's a good option for what we had before. I didn't see the ceiling being as high as it, it is showing to be and potentially go higher. But Kulu is like 22 years old. Like just how much we missed him when he came on for 20 minutes against Liverpool completely changed the game. You know, if that's, if that, if Dai doesn't fuck up and it's one, one, then we win that game. And that's because yep. of Kulu. And he, because he's that quality. I was saying to somebody the other day, I, got a lot, I was watching in Manchester actually. And I said, he should be spoken about in the same breath as Phil Foden. Cause they're at the same age. Yeah. He's that good. It's crazy. And people it's, just laughed at me. Statistically, you know I mean? this, this, uh, this season's... Uh, well, actually, since he joined... No, actually, no, it's, it's, it's calendar year, I think. He's um, statistically, in terms of uh, carries and passes into the box, the fourth best forward in Europe. And Foden isn't in that list. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But Foden, obviously, maybe because he's English and we're, we're in England, but he's spoken to... And, and Foden, listen, is a... Brilliant footballer. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not because he's he's wonderful. But Kulu being the same age, I think they're a month apart, is as good if not better at this stage. But you know he's he's not a, he's not a star boy. He went you know he was a quote unquote flop at Juventus and now he's just at Spurs. And we've got fucking we've got two gems and yeah man. Um, we've got a question here from Patricio Fur and it says who do you think is more important, Deki Bentancourt or Hoybier, John? More important, um, I think we've seen that without Kulisevsky, I'm, I'm assuming it's based on like right now, not that we like not looking in the future. Right now, when he's been out of the team, we have basically not been able to perform to anywhere near the level we're capable of. As soon as he's in the team, we suddenly look like we will score four goals every game. So I think based on that, it's not, and this is not a slight on the other two because I think they are also very important, but. There have been games or moments when they've not been there, and we've, you know, as long as Kulu's there, I think we're able to create. So I would probably go for Kulu. I think Hoybier. Why do people call him Decky? Can I just ask that? I know that's his know, official that's nickname, but, but yeah, that's what he get, got... Can we get in the bin with Decky? Yeah, there's it... no D in his name anywhere. Yeah, but that's what he's asked to say. That's what he said. Can I? Can this is how people refer to me? Oh, did, right. is it, what is this going? Is, is this about your like pronouns? Is that you're, you're angry about pronouns? Though? No, is that I'm what you're saying if about? you can. If you can make up your nickname based on nothing to do with yourself, I want you to call me Lord Legend then. Well, like, why? Uh, oh, so my name's John Bass, so it makes sense. Doesn't no, make any, Decky know, makes no sense. You know your nickname's El, El Gigante. El Gigante, <laughs> exactly. Right, now you have to call me El Gigante. Oh, well, I'd love to. <laughs> I like El Gigante, it's good. <laughs> my, my real middle name's not, not Alfie, it's a nickname. And that's there's, there no, there's, no, there's no logic to that. One ball. I, 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 well, no, no, I, I, told, I told a girl... Uh, that was a uh, that was a womanizer when I was about eighteen, and then they called me Alfie as a as a joke because I wasn't a womanizer. I wasn't. It was it was it was sarcasm. It was uh, it was a joke. It was yeah. It was you know when you you know when you you if we call him Small John Bass, it's like that yeah. So you're, you're, we'll you're call you Alfie. Your middle name's not not Alfie. It's, it's Martin. It's Martin. <laughs> of course, it's mine. Yeah, Martin Warren. You think? Rob, you think I'd get any bookings if I went in and I was like, yeah, I'm an, I'm an actor, comedian, podcast of voiceover called David Martin Wall. They'd be like, get this tinker away from me. 
Listen, I'm there with Martin Ward. Been, been fighting okay. to a three-year-old. Now let's fight my life. That's that's David Martin Ward. This is David Alfie Ward. Don't, you know? we, so he... <laughs> Dave's, allowed to, uh, Dave, Dave's allowed to do that joke. We're not allowed to laugh at it. Yeah, don't laugh. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to call myself a pikey mug. And if you laugh, any of you laughing right now, you're a racist. Yeah. So uh, we'll, good. We'll, you can meet me at the scrap pile. We'll, we'll meet. We'll move on. From, <laughs> we'll move on from. <laughs> we'll move on from all of that. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. <laughs> sure. Uh, um, but the performance was much better than, than what we got used to, John, wasn't it? Because... While they scored three goals and we have been a little bit porous this season, it was so, so much more expansive than we'd seen it in previous games. The last couple of months, it, it has been, you can't deny it, as much as we want Conte to, to do well, and, and he has done well, and we're going to come onto that to, you know, dis, to discuss that. But it felt like in this game to me is that even when we went, we, we conceded the lead three times, or, or went behind three times, rather. I, I still felt like this was our game. It just—it was a. Ne- it felt like there was an air of inevitability that Tottenham Hotspur were going to win this game against uh, uh, Leeds. Yeah, I am. Um, that fair? I said, yeah, I think so because I, I said basically after the Liverpool game to T that I basically hope we can see first now in yeah. every game because when we when we when was do the last go down time we in these first? I mean, it wasn't like eight games or something we've conceded the first goal. Something mad like that. I can't remember the last time we won one up. I, I, it's I, weird. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Dave? I can't remember. Dave, do you know? I'm trying to think. Um, no. No. No, it's weird. So I kind of thought, uh, do you know what? I'm just going to embrace this because I've been critical of the football under Conte and like in, enjoying it for that reason. But after that Liverpool game, like I said before... Something just changed. Like I think the players were like, actually, do you know what? Fuck, we need to score. So we're just gonna we're just gonna be let loose. And it wasn't like chaos. It it felt like Conte was in charge of the way we were playing. And I do feel like going into this game, again, we conceded first and conceded fairly early. So maybe he didn't have a choice. But it did. Again, it did seem like this was very. It, it was a bit different. It felt like actually, okay, fine. We know we can get results when we have to to push forward this way. And so there was a bit more confidence I think of us being able to just mm. get back in and, and when we c- were conceding it was like but we are creating a shitload of chances which is to your point earlier about the, the kind of XG stuff so well yeah because we, we I feel like we're always creating quite a lot of chances um, and this game was no different so I did feel like yeah we're gonna we're going to score goals and, and it just so happened that we managed to, to get enough to win the game um, got a question here from Ben Foreman he says why do, do why do I feel less happy about the win and more ha- angry about uh, the fact that we were put in a position that we had to claw ourselves back to winning the game from a losing position. Uh, uh, Dave, do, do you do you find are you frustrated that we keep finding ourselves in a position where we have to to move heaven and earth to win a game or get a point? Yeah, I, you know, I just I just looked um, and it was eight games ago against Everton that we went ahead. We won two 0 and it was a penalty in Fuck, just yeah, before yeah, half time. Yeah. So. That's as it all. Everton are fucking cack. 
you mean? Like, let, let, let's not beat around the bush. And we struggled that first half. We got a, we got a, a penalty late on. And we didn't look like scoring much, really, too, too much before that. So, yeah, it is fucking frustrating that we can't just go ahead and look, look in control. But, you know, it's the Tottenham way. Like I said, I brought this American dude. And I, that, that, that 90 minutes against Leeds, I was like, you know, me and the boys went to Beavertown afterwards. And we were saying, if that doesn't sum up supporting Spurs in 90 minutes... You know, that's what we signed up for. It's 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 chaotic. Sometimes it's it's chaos with a bit of kind of nous about it. But it's mm. yeah, some yeah. Maybe you, I want to be this team that goes one 0 up and just kind of can see it out. But there's some there's the fun. There's, in, where's the fun in that? I know, I know. You're right. And there's a happy medium between sort of going going ahead and 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 you know just sort of trampling a game out winning one nil two and being functional and being chaotic which is the spurs that we've grown up with um the problem is is that despite regardless of what we seem to do whether it's gung-ho football under you know pochettino and 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 you know with, with an uh, an element of an idea about how we approach the game you know we, we we're looking to dominate and, and create attacking opportunities that's the forefront of our our game to what we've had under Jose Mourinho and Conte and in a small part, Nuno, where it is a, a more defensive outlook and, and, and looking to just win games, one, one or two nil. But there's somewhere in the middle, there, there, there is what Spurs fans want. And it isn't necessarily trophies. It's just, let's just watch a game that's entertaining. And um, I don't know where I am, really, currently. We're going to talk about Conte's um, contract shortly because there's been movement on it. But uh, before that, we need to talk about the treatment of uh, Emerson Royale. This is, a, this is a player of our own. Um, you know, he, he plays for Spurs. He does his best or he sometimes doesn't do his best. He sometimes fucks up completely. But the, the, the booing or jeering around him this this uh, this weekend made it... I felt very uncomfortable about it, John. Or, or do yeah, you, I am. Um, do you just think fuck him? <laughs> fucking fuck off. Uh, no, I. So, I think I, was, I spoke about this last pod I was on about the booing. And for me, it's a case of look, if you want to boo, you pay your money, do what you want. It's, it's the one form of expression that the fans have control over, like the club. The club can do all this shit. They can put prices up. They can fucking do mad stuff with the ground. They can charge loads of money for drink, all that shit. The only thing we really can do in terms of like fan action is actually fucking boo. That's pretty much it, right? We've we've seen outside stadiums trying to do banners and all that shit. For whatever reason, we're not like Liverpool fucking weirdos that can form like Voltron and just fucking cause chaos outside the ground it's just not who we are so really that the only form of showing discontent in any way is to do something inside the ground and we've actually seen that work before uh, in terms of like managers we didn't like Nuno I think was a prime example of that right so I personally have got no problem with it I've never done it that being said and I'm I'm, I'm sort of uncomfortable with the idea that I would probably ever do it because I kind of believe in more positive positivity being a better use of my energy and in, inside the stadium that being said Directed at a particular player, I think he's bang out of order. And the reason I think it's bang out of order is he's not thrown the shirt, he's not spat at a fan, he's not said Tottenham the shittest club he's ever played for. He's done nothing to like offend us as a as a club, as a fan base. He's just not playing very well. If you think booing an individual, a person 
who's trying their hardest, very obviously trying their hardest as well. It's not like some players who look like they don't give a shit. He very clearly cares and is trying to play well. He's playing badly. If you're booing him, you're a bully. Like, it's, like, it's, it's not a good look to, to treat an individual player like that for doing other, nothing else than just trying to play the best he can and failing. That is mental, in if, my opinion. If you, and it's, it's really not a good look for us. If you, if you haven't sung a single song or got behind this, uh, the, 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 the players and the only sort of noise you make inside the stadium is to boo Emerson Royale, then you're as bad as Emerson, Emerson As a fan, you're as bad as Emerson, uh, Emerson Royale's performance. Like, to, if your only input vocally during the game is to boo Emerson Royale or jury him when he's made a, a, another poor pass or shot, shot from over, you know, from 10 yards out over the bar, if your only input to the atmosphere is to boo him as he comes off, then you're as bad as he is. In terms of your performance, you're adding nothing but negativity. Uh, I don't know if you saw, Dave, that um, he tweeted after the game that he loved the support he received after being subbed off. Do you think, I don't know if you saw that, but he, that he tweeted saying, oh, I was a great reception after I got sent off. Do you think that he's, some some people say, oh, he's not aware, he doesn't know what's going on. Of course he's aware. He's a fucking functioning human being. He can stand upright and breathe. Therefore, he's going to know he can read the room. Do, do do you think that um, that the the jeering and booing of him is going to help anything at all? Or? I, I I don't understand what where people are getting off there. Like John John hit the nail on the head. Like what what do people expect to come from that? I don't like what is your end goal there, apart from deteriorating a man's confidence and mental health. You know. Because that's what you're doing. If he if he is aware of it, could have a huge, he's not... huge impact on his mental health, probably. A hundred percent. Like, and um, he's not he's not good enough. I, 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 I don't think he's good enough. But there's this new booing culture at at Spurs, and probably in modern football, it probably comes from this Twitter. You know, the 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 what a trophy. This kind of new brigade of you know, what's he ever won? Kane's not a good footballer because he's never won anything. It's that mentality that's seeking now, seeping into football stadiums and then you get people booing individuals and it's not fucking acceptable. I mean, he's not good enough and I don't like to see his name on the team sheet. I'm not, I, I can't defend him anymore as a player, but I can defend him as a human because like like John said, he, he tries his hardest. I just don't understand no, I agree. what they think they're doing. And people try to justify it by the ticket prices. Again, nothing to do with the individual. That has nothing to do with him. Yeah, he right? can't... So, so you're paying whatever it is, 70 quid you know, per game. Doesn't mean you can Doesn't act like mean... an arsehole. Yes, exactly. Doesn't mean that you... Like, we, exactly. we all get it. You're, you're not educating anybody by booing Emerson Real or jeering him as he goes off. We understand his limitations. We understand that you know, we probably shouldn't have paid... 23, 24 million pounds or whatever we paid for him. We understand that there, there is aspects to his foreplay that, that is completely below what, we're, we're, what we expect from our right wing backs or forward thinking players as they get onto that front foot. We understand it. You're not educating anybody by like, making his life fucking in that moment hell. Like, imagine, imagine, like, imagine you doing your job and your boss, you're doing your best and you're you're a brickie or whatever it might be and you just slightly mislined a, a wall and your boss has gone you're shit you're not only you're shit i'm the, the, the entire workforce around you're going to boo everything you do to be honest flav i'm probably the only person in this room that can actually relate to being booed <laughs> at 
work, and I'm just trying my best, man. What have you, I'm just trying. No, yeah, I've, I've been. I've, I've, I've died. I've died. I've never got, been. Booed. So this is on, never been booed. on the stage. Never, what's that feeling? What, what's that feeling like, Dave? When you when you die? Dying. It's fucking horrible. It's it's really. You ever had like bad news? Like the, the crush at school. You found out she's dating another boy or, or whatever and it's kind of that sinking horrible you, you kind of blood drains from you yeah you got that for 20 minutes bro you got that and you get off and then you know it's funny to see when your friends are dying it's fucking funny because you know they're good comics right and that's the funniest thing but when you're dying it's it's every bit of everyone's anxiety dreams they have about dying on stage is that's what it is so it's like, it's like eric, and, eric dyer laughing at emerson morale as he is jeered off is that... yeah 100 percent. you know but i suppose it's a bit different. If if Eric Dyer knew that Emerson Royal was a good player and he's just having a stinker, then he can laugh. But now it's get to the point where if, if I was dying every week and other comics are laughing at me, that's just hurting me, you know. But it's um, it's yes, yeah, it's horrible. Like it, it must be really horrible for the guy. And listen, I don't, you know, I want to see him. Move there's on, there's but. no yeah oh yeah, but that's fine. Like and the club will make that decision. But we we're not going to escalate that by fucking throwing the geezer under the bus. Just let him be. Do you know what I mean, if if, yeah. if Conte if Conte thinks he should be playing, then then that's like boo. If if, any, if anyone needs to get your vitriol, then it'd be Conte. But you won't do that because you know Conte's decent. You know he's good. He's good for the club, and you will target Emerson Royal because in that moment he seems like the best player to get it. But he he hasn't behaved like Hossam Ghali did when he threw the shirt. Yeah. That's that's complete. That, that those are the differences. This is a guy who's doing his all. If he's not good enough. Then it's on Conte not to play him. But if he's on the pitch and, and he's selected, then you need to get behind him. And it's again the, the the Twitter thing. Like I've seen, I don't know, I don't know their age, but people are, like the generous consensus. He's the one of the he's the worst player Spurs ever had, bro. You ever see Chris Perry or Noel Paramo or any any of these these cats? Do you know what I mean like? Yeah, just, no, he's tons. the worst player Spurs have ever had, yeah, and nonsense. it's just like, well, nonsense. then straight away you know nothing. You're you're an idiot. You're you're an idiot. He's yeah? definitely not the worst player we've ever seen, although. <laughs> He is. He's. He needs. He needs a good couple of performances, doesn't he, John? He does. He does. Um, just quickly, just just the elephant in the room. I know, as a fan base and all football fan bases, that we will do exactly what we've said to not do to Emerson to opposing players. So, in other words, like, we will fucking mercilessly boo and call opposition players all sorts of shit under the sun. And the reason I think that there's a nuance to that is because almost like wrestling, right? They're supposed, they're expecting that. Yeah. Right? You go as a, as a player to an away ground, you are going to get shit from the other fans. Mm -hmm. The reason this is different is the one sacred thing is that they are our own. In the same way as we defend some of the, some of our fan base do fucking mad shit. And, you know, if I saw them taking a shoe in, I'd step in because I'm like, well, they're part of the same collective we're part of. So we have to sort of stick up for our own. And that's sort of an unwritten rule. You just don't, sort of dig on your own you can say it privately and quietly and have opinions on who should start and who shouldn't but you're supposed to defend them so us getting turning on our own players is proper fucking weird behavior yeah, um, and very odd a lack of that being said massive lack of backbone just a just a really weird thing to do that being said i have been banging the fucking spence drum based on absolutely nothing other than he's not he's not emerson and not doherty and I'm still on that fucking bandwagon because there is, he must be he must be decent to have like been signed by us in the first place. Conte wanted him or otherwise. He's obviously a talented young player. Any time he's come on in literally probably a combined total of about thirty seven and a half minutes, he has looked much better than both of them in terms of going forward. 
So I just want to see him fucking play games. And the easiest way to take this Royale situation out is to not fucking play him for a while. And I'm I'm also not advocating to completely bomb him out of the squad and get rid of him at the first like moment for undervalue. But I just I just don't see it. It's getting to the point now where us talking about this topic is not going to make the people who booed him change their mind. Right? They're just not going to well, go. They're oh, not, they're, 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 they're right. They're uh, not listening. El, yeah, El Gigante said, well, "I better stop booing him." So I better <laughs> stop booing him. They're not going to do it. So it's going to happen. And at this point, it's like if he was. I mean, I don't know why they'd be booing if he was playing like Cafu. But if he was playing like Cafu and he was getting mercilessly booed by his own fans, fine, Conte, that's your job to win football matches. He's not playing well and he must be able to see that. So even if it's Doherty, which I still think is also just mad when Spence is clearly like a really exciting attacking right wing back and that's exactly what we need, he's got to take Royale out. He's got to. It's not. It's actually gets... It would be borderline cruel to keep him in, I think, at this point. And <clears throat> hopefully after the World Cup, a lot's forgotten and we'll see what happens. But, well, yeah. what, what happens if you bring Spence in and he... he... You know, creates two or, or manages to fuck up twice that concede goals because he's playing in a high jeopardy area where, where his yeah. mistakes force us to have to defend significantly. We all know he's good running forward. We all know that what we've seen thus far and what he's done at Forest last season that he carries the ball well and he's, he's exciting. Get it? I understand completely. But that's only that's that's one third of his game. The most important part of his game would be what can he do in terms of the shape. Uh, ensuring defensive stability and pressure un- uh, and, and performing under pressure. We don't know any of those bits. All we see as Spurs fans is how good he is running forward. And that, as a right wing back, is important, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And Conte must see that. And uh, I get it. I- I- I'd love to see Spence come in. I'd love to see him do well. My-, my fear is that he will come in and he won't do as well as people think. But, and if that... Sorry, mate. Sorry to cut you. But on that exact point, because I think this is really important, is I wouldn't even have been against Royale starting all the games that he started. But the amount of games where we are 1-0 down, 2-1 down, where we need to score, and you are keeping a right wing back who we all know, including contact, is not great at going forward. That's just like borderline incompetence. Like okay. I just cannot, or, or, or at least stubbornness. And if you've got a right wing back that you don't trust him defensively, then fine. That's fine. Bring it bring him on for thirty minutes, forty five minutes when we need to score. I get that. But to never play him all season and to then not even start him in the League Cup is madness to me. And that has properly pissed me off. This is the my biggest bugbear with Conte is the treatment of Spence. I think it's been like such such a weird scenario that hopefully will get corrected um, one way or another after the World Cup. Sounds like you want him out. <laughs> no, I want him in. I just want him to stop being weird about Spence. Uh, it's been a year since Conte took over at Tottenham. Um, Dave, uh, what, what are your feelings about the job that he's done thus far? Uh, yeah, I, I, positive. I, I think this, this. I don't know how Spurs fans can. You can sit there and have that question put to you and be like, "Oh no, it's it's not been great," because he got us top four last season when there's no way in hell that team should have got top four. Right, he done he done a miracle doing that. We're in the last sixteen of the Champions League. We're in top four going into this weird international break for six weeks that will probably, in fact, do us a world of good. You know, there's some there's some talking. Listen, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but this is the only time we've ever had an elite manager, an elite manager that's been there and done it and won leagues. You know, won the Premier League, won won Serie A, and and 
after a year, people are, are, are willing to... I'm not saying they're calling for his head. I'm sure some people are, but some people are morons. But people are willing to uh, step aside while the, the, the mob come through to, to, to get his head, you know? Yeah. Nah, not for me. Like, stick by him. Stick by him. Listen, at the end of the season, it's a weird season as it is. Like, he's out of contract at the end of the season. It's a weird season with a break. But you can't, you can't sit there realistically and be like, oh, I'm fucking not happy. With when you look where we are at paper and, and where the playing squad is as well, like mm. it's, you know, what what? So he, he mentioned last week about him. He, he'll only sign a new contract if he feels he deserves it, which which is a seismic shift from where he was last season, where he was talking about you know Spurs have to match my ambition. I think now he realizes that the performances, his performance as a manager, hasn't been up to scratch, and that's a great thing to to hear. It's to, to to my ears, at least, when he, when he said that I'll only sign a new contract if I deserve one, would suggest to me that he's he understands the that the, uh, at times this season he's underperformed and the team hasn't performed under him. And if you look at the amount of games where he haven't performed, you have to look at the manager. That's not to say we no one like that we don't want him in there. We do like it, the teams go. Fucking Arteta, is, Arsenal finished eighth, eighth, and fifth under Arteta, and now look at him. So there is this situation where we have to ask the question, John, is will he sign a new contract? And if he does, are you encouraged by the future? Yeah, I think he will. And I think your, your interpretation of what he said is correct. That I think he basically sets a really, really high standard for himself. And in the main, he's done, he's done really well. But he would consider that unless he's winning, he's still got work. And I think he will basically kind of take stock of the progress that's being made. And if he feels that he's able to continue to add something and deliver something, then he will sign the contract. I think he has done really well, and I would like to see him sign the contract because I do think we still have the same players making the same mistakes, costing us in the same way. Being critical of the way we've played, but you can only only, um, judge him on the squad that he's got available and the, the end results. The squad that he's got available to finish in the top four in his first season was unbelievable from where we were. And we are in the top four again and we've finished top of our Champions League group. So you can only judge him on on the outcomes and what we're seeing. If you upgrade those squad, uh, the squad that we've got in the key positions that we all know, and I'm sure he's very aware of as well, and then we go backwards, fine. That's on him. But at this moment in time, he, as Dave said, he's an elite manager that has always done well when he's been backed and given quality players. This is the first club he's gone to where there wasn't probably a really strong foundation. You know, you've got you've got Kane, you've got Son. There are some very very good players in our squad, no doubt about it. But we all know there's like there's business to be done, and so until he gets a chance to do that, then you can't really judge how successful he will be. So I, I just think, like me, if you don't like enjoy the football. Just have to be patient. We have to give him more time and you have to back this man because of all the managers we've had, this guy's the one that's been there and done it. So he's given up, he will give us the best chance of winning something and achieving something. So we've just got to back him and see where it goes. And also... And there's still so... Sorry. Sorry. Okay, go There's still so much investment still to do in our squad. Like, we're at... A, pretty much we're at a bit of a new cycle. Like, everyone's losing their shit at the moment because Arsenal where they are and how they're playing and whatever. But we're 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 a cycle behind them. Yeah, we've still got Kane and Son, and these are, these are world class players. And Decky's come in, and Bentoncourt, and we've made some good additions. But you look at our back line. I mean, Conte, wherever he's been, wherever he's won titles, wherever he's won one one whatever, 
and been a world-class manager is had at least three or four top-class wing-backs. You could probably say we've got one and he's 33 and even defensively he's not, he's not, he's not great. Uh, so, so, and then you look at Romero's been out injured, you know, and that's a, a whole subject of its own. But then Sanchez comes in. And it's like that drop from Romero to Sanchez. Significant. What, uh, yeah, and what do you expect him to do? Like, what? what how can you be like a, a no football and be like, what do you expect this man to do? Because that's what he's got to deal with, you know? Well, the other thing is 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 that, you know, last season and many, the seasons that, that went before it, that, that Sonny was on fire. Conte's had to cope with... Not only prolonged ab- absences of Kulisevsky, but also Son, who has pretty much been non-existent since, uh, well, since the turn, turn of um, of the season. So imagine, like, it's similar to Klopp like, having to deal without Mane, but we don't have Luis Diaz to come in, and Con- uh, Son-, Son will come back to the forum, will do fantastic things for Tottenham, but he's had to cope with that. That the players you expect to perform in Son. And Kulisevsky, you know, he, he, like coping without uh, 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 without his um, existence in the side, that that's something that it's difficult to legislate for. Like Conte and all managers deal uh, are expecting their best players to perform, and it's different mm. from like Son has been there for many many years, and it's not like like uh, you know uh, Klopp with Darwin Nunez, who's new to the league. It, it, different challenges, so you have to you know give him some leeway in, in, in having to legislate for the poor performance of players or the lack of them being, able, them being available in, in, in our team. Um, mm-hmm. But what I would say is Sonny's fucking drip is insane. How, how good did he look? Like that, that Burberry, I actually had a little look online because I looked at it and I was like, I'd like that. I'm not sure I could carry it off. I'm not, we had a question here actually from uh, Jimmy, I can't read it, you've got a mad font on your Twitter name. Uh, how many of the current squad could pull off Sonny's look from the Leeds game? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think I could see Eric Dyer in it. He could carry yeah. that off. Yeah. Romero. I could see Romero in something like that. Nah. Romero is very much like... Uh... Speedos and like a Diodora tracksuit kind yeah, of yeah, a bit like, of David Gandhi, like yeah, okay, bad, I got that. Bad, yeah, bad yeah. vibes, yeah, and I like think, those really yeah. like big oversized glasses from 2010. He still wears them. I, know, I, 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 I thought I thought Son looked sensational. He looked all a bit of a, yeah. a world class uh, athlete. Like, I, How I, much was the jacket worth? One thousand and ninety pounds. Yeah. So he's 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 an ambassador for for Burberry. So he's getting all that fucking garms. All up in his grill, but I, I, I looked at it. And I was like, oh, I'd fucking love that jacket. But you'd look like no, no normal man can wear that out without looking like. A Imagine walking down Tottenham High Road after a, like a Champions League midweek game. You, look like a right cunt, nah, you would look like the biggest cunt going, waiting for the one-two-three. Piss off! But you look the boss. Absolutely not. Yeah. Also, right. if if I had it, it just be look, people would just be asking me, oh, "Where are you going for a picnic, mate?" Because it just looked fucking massive, wouldn't it? It just looked like how, a massive. So, if you laid that, if you if you had that jacket and you laid it down yeah. on the floor, how many people could eat mm. off that picnic? 
Oh, like a <laughs> like a family of five. Quite what are you talking about? There'll be a twin. That would be a bus out in from old ladies. <laughs> people people <laughs> getting married married underneath you, it. You're twenty plus, <laughs> seventy plus old old ladies dining out on your jacket. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, wiping their greasy hands on the sides as well. Yeah. Uh, this this is a bit of a weird one. Andy Dixon said, uh, and, and <laughs> I don't know where this come from. Did Sonny nick the cardigan uh, whilst he was out, uh, whilst he was round sorting out your mum, Flav? Where did that come from? Like, why? She could never afford that jacket, to be fair. Really? I mean, answer the question. My mum, my mum can't afford that jacket, and th- so that's the issue. The fact that my mum can't afford the jacket isn't that's the problem. Not the fact that this geezer out of nowhere, Andy Dixon's come out and went. Yeah, he was out. He was banging your mum, and that's why he got the jacket. It says, not... it says, it says a lot about you, Flav, that you're more annoyed that I made a, a joke about your mum not being able to afford Furious. it. Than the idea. <laughs> You've not denied it. His son banging your mum. Does Andy Dixon know something? Hey, I wish. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> Imagine Did you call him daddy. You yeah, daddy? yeah, of course. They call him <laughs> whatever he wants, mate. <laughs> whatever he wants. But I, I just, I, I just love the, the the brass tacks on Andy Dixon from nowhere. Just went, yeah, he's fucking your mum, mate. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, we've got another from Apex Triplets. Says, would Alex from Bristol pull off Sunny look off? Uh, no, no chance. Uh, I, I would love to see him try. I think we all would. Imagine him with the glasses, everything, a wig. It'd be incredible. You have to. Exi- you have to operate on another level of society to to wear that jacket. I just thought he looked mustard. When, yeah. Before the game even started. Um, when Conte sort of greeted him, in, and, and did, do you not think it was fantastic the fact that he was there on the touchline? Like Romero weren't there, but Huminson was. They're both going to the World Cup. Actually, mm-hmm. on that, on that, Romero uh, he tweeted uh, a picture of himself on the pitch. I'm not sure if it was over the last couple of days, uh, but he, put, he tweeted a picture of himself saying "Vamos Argentina" or that some of that bullets. Um, there were some Spurs fans that decided to directly reply to that saying you need to show more respect to Tottenham that that you're um that you know that's not acceptable John what, what what's your take on that um I'm a bit torn here because I'm quite a patriotic person and I, I don't have a problem <laughs> think... with people <laughs> I don't have a problem with people who love their country and I personally think well yeah he he obviously just prefers his country to his club that he's been at for less than a year or how long he's been here I don't think it's actually that big a thing. We all we all get fucking well leery because we think all the players love the club or should love the club as much as we do. We'll boo them off if they're shit, though. If they yeah, could, we'll show them all right. the loiter on the planet and expect it back. When yeah. when when Emerson Royale is, is, is playing poorly, we'll fucking boo him off the pitch. We'll make his life a fucking misery. But if he's good, then... Don't fucking mug us off if you're if you're choosing mm. Brazil over us. Like, why should Romero choose Tottenham over uh, over his, his his motherland? If he yep. was shit, we'd be booing him off at the weekend. So don't. I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work out why so many people are getting so annoyed at it. I, I, I was I was looking at it like, and it's just a picture as well. Like you can't tell this guy could just have done a John Terry and just got in kit just to be with the lads. You know, get a selfie with Messi or whatever. I don't know, but it's just him walking pitch side. He could be doing some light training, and listen. If he's touch and go, little little hammy pulled, whatever the injury was, I I I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him putting himself into the last couple of rounds of Premier League football, which has been like full 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 on, isn't it? Really, if you think about it, the way we've been playing up and down the pitch. 
There's no fucking conspiracy. There's no conspiracy. I just, I just, he's not. Just, he's not feigning injury to not play for Spurs so he can go to yeah, the World Cup. That isn't happening. Do you think Conte is going to go? Oh yeah, no, I no, I understand. I, I get it. I get it. You're you're you're, you're pretending not, not to be fit so you can't play for me. Do you think Conte would stand for that? He's just. Yeah. It just so happens that he might yeah. be fit for Argentina's opening game, but he wasn't fit to play last weekend. It that might I, just be the fact. Don't lose your shit over it. People are acting like he's like put a picture of him doing like a Superman marathon, like he's doing a triathlon or something yeah. like that. Like, what? What can you do a triathlon for yeah. us on the weekend? You know, like he's just put, he's just in Argentina kit next to a football. Like he's volley, like, a volley, calm down. Like he's fucking volleying rabbits. Like, <laughs> it, he's, he's, he's just doing a light jog, right? He might, <laughs> he might be fit for their opening game, but he's like, there is no chance that a club the size of Tottenham has a player under their um, contract that. They're not. That they're not literally on a daily basis checking his fitness if he can play for our club. Given the fact he's on like 150, 20, 200 grand a week, and he he just decides that he's going to say, "Ah, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not fit." Do you think that would fly? Mm. It wouldn't fly. Just fly. it's not a real thing. Like he just, it, he's not disrespecting us for fuck's sake. Like yeah, think about it though as well. Like if you're like any of us doing your normal job, right? slightly different for yourself actually for both of you but let's say for me right working for a company they pay my wages right which is essentially what Spurs do for Romero if I don't know I got the call from Southgate and he's like look El Gigante I, I didn't pick Tony in the squad I need a big target man to play for England but can you have a, like a week off sick I don't want you to get injured I'd fucking have a week off sick I don't think twice about it because yeah. I don't have that much loyalty to my company as I do to my country so we all get caught up with it because we have more loyalty to Spurs than we oh. probably do to England because that's just the weird thing about football that you just have that you prefer your club to to the country. A lot of players don't, and I think that's just all right. And like, I'm again, I'm not saying he's feigning injury, but could he have played at the weekend? Yeah, probably could have. But do I blame him for going? Oh, I just don't really want to risk it. I don't really well, I blame don't, him. I don't even believe that that was the conversation. I, don't, I just don't. I think I think they the, the the medical staff probably worked out when he was going to return. It just so happens that it's in time for the World Cup, like. If that isn't the case, what, what what are you gaining from attacking him? Like he's he's the best def- central defender we have by a, a country mile. Like just it, it, like get him back after the World Cup. He, he, you know everything's gonna be fine. Just could you think that he's he's concocted some sort of conspiracy that that to, to ensure that he plays for Argentina in the World Cup and didn't want to play in the league for us. It, do you, do you not think he would would have preferred being match fit going into the World Cup? Of course he would. It's not it's not that deep for fuck's sake. Everyone just yeah, it's a nothing on. story really. Yeah, it really is. Um, we were going to go into uh, we had a question, a couple of questions from a guy on Twitter asking why we bum off Levy all the time. Um, I don't think we do, but we'll come onto it on a later episode because um, whether we do or do not bum off Levy. Uh, that is the conversation that needs to be uh, put on air. But uh, to finish the podcast off, we've got a question from Callum. And he says, pound for pound, who has been better in a Spurs shirt? Sessegnon or Reguillon, Dave? Uh, I, you know, I saw this on the, on the running order and it, it kind of it piqued my interest because it's a good question. And it's not a good question mainly for like the positive things. But I'm going to go with Reguillon. Because when we signed him... It just it felt like oh okay, 
You know, it was that time where we were like blowing teams away very briefly under Mourinho and was like, we've got a player here because he's just fucking quick and he was bombing down. I was genuinely really excited by him. Now, I don't hate Sessegnon, I'm not saying that, but he's never given me a semi. You know, and I'm just I'm just going by like when regular and when we first got him and he would just bomb into space and occasionally put a good I think especially when he first came in, he'd deceivingly put good balls in. His right there, was, foot. there was one with both feet sometimes. And I was like, what a player and then it just turns out they were all fluky balls that just went he just put them into an area, they went into the right area. And he wasn't that good. But it was that initial kind of oh, we've got one here. That's why I'm saying him. And he came from Real Madrid. If, if Sessignon was signed yeah. from fucking yeah. Barcelona, then we, we'd... Actually, that's not true because Everton yeah, Royale. Royale. <laughs> <laughs> but we were excited by Royale, weren't we, when John, he came from Barcelona? What's your, what's and your Brazilian, take we like, on Cal's question? Um, so I, when I first saw it uh, pop up on my timeline today, I just thought, oh yeah, Reguillon, because Sess is not that great. And I was hyped for Reguillon. Same as what they've said. But actually, on reflection now, I would pick Sessignon as being better. And the reason being is because... Uh, Reguilón actually didn't do anything for us. <laughs> he was crap. He was actually crap. And I think the reason that I that I particularly hate him so much now is because of the promise and because of mm. you know there were uh, you know I won't name names but there were certain prominent people in Twitter land and podcasting land name, who were name, saying that name, after name, like name. five games. After five games, that he was he's better than Danny Rose. Now that's quite specific. They're, they're going to know who you're talking about. Good. So I, I, and it happened exactly the same with Romero. In fact, the same people saying Romero is better than Nedley King <laughs> after he played about ten games for us. You mean? Uh, and my basically my. Uh, honest, I said I said Steve Corker was better than Nedley King, but we'll forget that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, so, but, came out my mouth. so my my point is, people need to <laughs> fucking calm down and wait till players play more games before they say they're either shit or good. So that all that being said. Sessegnon, because he's played more games and he's actually done all right in in a few of those games, whereas I think Reguilón was pretty shit the whole time. Yeah. Um, we were pretty excited because he was rapid, but he was mm. crap. He was crap, uh, especially in the final third, actually. like How many sitters did Reguilón yeah. miss? Yeah, oh, so many sitters. And at least Sess, usually, you know, he's got a decent shot on him. He gets the, the ball on target at least so many times. But it was just, yeah, I think uh, knee-jerk reaction, I just... I, I fell for the hype uh, at first. And listen, I knew he wasn't that good after. I remember seeing a, a Twitter page, a, quite a big Spurs Twitter page, say that he was the best left-back in the league. A lot of indirects here. After like, fuming. fuming. Huh? And I, yeah, it was, like, it was like one of the sport Bibles or something like that was like, right. who's the best left-back in the league? So-and-so or so-and-so. And then th- this big Spurs Twitter right, replied a picture of Regulon and it wasn't like sarcasm. It was, and I was like, Fuck off, mate. Like, he's played like four <laughs> games. Like, oh, can't bear it. Yeah. But then again, I said Wilson Palacios was the best player in the world when he had that debut against Arsenal. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it was quality. It oh, I was. thought Janssen, Janssen was going to be the real deal. <laughs> Big man who could hold it up. He was a man after my own heart. I thought, yes. I, and I'm going to go early so that I can say I really saw it coming. And yeah, he was fucking rubbish. And I, he's going to the World Cup. He is. He's well, there the, you go. I told you. He's going to the World Cup. There you go. And yeah. I, I thought Harry Kane was a pile of shit when I saw him as a youth player. So we, we, none of us know anything at all. Uh, <laughs> I remember being is, at White Don't go early. Just don't go early. That's the, that is the no, way to go. Go early. What, what, was, what, what, who cares? Just fucking. I was in the old Paxton. Maybe, I don't know, however many years ago, me and my mate was having one of those shitty warm Carlsbergs before the kickoff. We saw some kids with Kane on the back. 
And we were like, fuck you now. I hope like, I hope that's his like little cousin or something like that. Like there was a, no world where we was like, what are those kids doing? Now, they've got to be related. They have to be related. They, you know, it was around the same time as the chill. I got this meme. Yeah, there you and, go. And uh, yeah, funny man. Just, well, we uh, know nothing. We know nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> never believe it. Don't, don't let any podcast or anyone who writes a blog or anyone who's got a fucking yeah. TikTok account let you think that we know a single fucking thing we, at all. We don't. We know nothing at all. We just say some shit into a microphone and hope that someone finds it entertaining. Uh, remember, the most important thing you can take away from this is that uh, we've got Christmas jumpers on sale. Thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Get involved. Uh, boys, thank you so much. Dave, have you got any gigs in, in, in London or, or, or in the UK that people can come and catch you at? Uh, I mean, I'm at the Comedy Station in Blackpool uh, on the 25th, 26th, if anyone's in Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. uh, my diary is so sparse because I was meant to be in Asia right now and it got cancelled. So, yeah, why, why did it get uh, cancelled? Because uh, the promoter died in a car accident. <laughs> so, why are you laughing? Yeah, because we went, we, you know why it got cancelled, because we went through this before you started recording. So you know what you've done there by making me answer it. That's why I'm, why I'm laughing. Well, this, this is comedy, but, uh, yeah. It's comedy, yeah. It's I'm, I'm at I'm at Top Secret uh, quite a lot. Just follow me on 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 um, on Twitter, uh, David Alfie Ward, or Instagram, and I post where I'm gigging. I've got a lot up north. I'm in Skip. I know. I'm in Runcorn. I don't know. I'm up north a lot. <laughs> Fuck. So. Are you gigging in Runcorn? Runcorn is like the worst place. I've I'm, ever in been. Les- I'm in Leicester. I'm going. To, I'm Runcorn like 9th of December. What's, a, com- the 3rd of what's December. a comedy circuit in Runcorn like? It's me and me and Carl Donnelly on the same build at night. Fuck. Carl yeah. Donnelly and you on the same board in Runcorn. Yeah. Runcorn, yeah, yeah. Mate, uh, Runcorn yeah, is where Runcorn. a soul goes to die. There you go, I've never been. I'm looking forward to Have it. Have you not been? Nah. You're, you're going to love would it. I? Indeed. So, come, come and see me and Carl Donnelly in Runcorn, little way there. <laughs> see, Bab. And uh, John Bass, uh, you're just massive. Yeah, that's, you, you don't have to look me up. You can just see me all the time. Just look out your window. I'm there now. <laughs> we'll say quickly before we go, um, me and uh, a friend of mine, James Regal, is a friend of the podcast, um, oh, yeah, have a Jimmy business Riggle. together. Jimmy, Jimmy Regal. Uh, we have a, po- a business together where we take shows. Me and Cole did it. Do you remember me and Cole did it for the Amsterdam show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you, you, you did um, me and James uh, Man City and business together. Sporting. And sporting. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. So we're, we're going to do Milan for AC. We're going to do a show for Tottenham fans in a day. Hopefully, uh, we'll do a comedy show and we're hoping to get an ex-player for a Q&A. Um, and it's called Under the Light. So just follow me um, uh, on uh, David Alfie Ward or Barcelona Spurs for James. And we'll post about it and we'll, we'll, hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come back on before and 100%. We'll promote it and get t- ticket, tickets out. But just look out for that. It's called Under the Lights and we're hoping to make it a good business of just entertaining Spurs fans when they travel. Um, you know, abroad. Nice one. Yeah, definitely. Dave, we'll, we'll do it again before for uh, yeah. The uh, imagine going over to Milan and just a massacre, like just, just tearing their city to shreds, just to, like raising the entire fucking infrastructure of Milan to the ground because Tottenham Hotspur turned up to play, <laughs> and the, and and there's a, the, the at the very top of the ashes is David Alfaward and Jimmy Regal doing comedy. <laughs> Doing some dick jokes. Dick, oh yeah, dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> We've conquered Milan, but dick jokes. <laughs> Always. Anyway, boys, cheers. Cheers, man. Peace. Thanks. Nice. <laughs>
Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.